no, absolutely no chance. But yeah, I'm not doing it now, otherwise I won't be able to speak for two no, weeks. No, no. I mean, even when my throat is feeling fine, I can't speak the following day very well. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like a, a gullet. It's a full gullet impression. <laughs> video the other day and it's a guy who's who uh his his thing his channel is all about um what what would happen if type theories in lord of the rings right okay so i watched a video of his and it was what would happen if um gandalf decided to take frodo upon his offer at the start and actually take, and the, take ring. the ring right okay yeah and it was like a 20 minute thing about all of the things that would happen and the characters that would and wouldn't be involved as a yeah. result of Gandalf doing this based on what he was doing on that in that time when he went yeah. to see Saruman. And it was really interesting. And, you know, obviously Gandalf ultimately becomes the king of Middle-earth, but the ring has corrupted him so much that, yeah. that the man's a fucking nightmare, you know? Well, that, that's pretty much what he says that he would do if yeah. if, if he would, would take, were to take the ring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, he, like, he got like this theory, you know, he, like he goes to see Saruman. Saruman doesn't realise... Like, Saruman is still the same. Like, he, he tries to convince Gandalf to join yeah. with Sauron. But Gandalf, at no point does Gandalf think that Sau- it's a good idea to join Sauron. He's like, fuck Sauron, I'll fucking kill him. Like, right, okay. I'll just fuck him up and take his place. So <laughs> so he, he kills Sau- Saruman. He, he has a fight with Saruman and wins because he's got the ring. Right. <laughs> and because he's, been, so that's because, nice. he, because he's been using the ring so much, the ring wraiths show up. Right. Uh, Isengard, guard, guard, guard. <laughs> They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. And he basically, uh, like, he's got like uh, by this point, he's got like Aragorn and a few, a few of the crew with him, but they haven't gone to Rivendell yet. Oh, they have the academy, but anyway, it's not. It's not real. It's just fan fiction. But um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, <clears throat> he basically says, "I've got the ring. All of these ring wraiths will answer to me." Yeah. If I show them the ring, I can command them. And Aragorn, I'm not too sure about that, Gandalf, you know. He's like, nah, this is... Is that, this- is that your Aragorn impression? Go with the other elves. It's all right. Don't worry. Don't just <laughs> look after yourself. Don't worry about me. Don't know, don't know about this, Gandalf. <laughs> Aragorn turned around and went, oh, mate, you're having a fucking laugh. <laughs> Um, so Aragorn, Aragorn's a Mancunian now. Is that yeah. like, no? Shut it, shut it, Gandalf. No, I'm not listening to you, mate. Fuck Aragorn off. of the Oasis. <laughs> Aragorn, son of Gallagher. <laughs> Gallagher. Gallagher. <laughs> no, I'm not walking over to you. Let's get an Uber. <laughs> you and I are gonna go to Gondor. <laughs> Nice, nice, I like that. You're having, you're having that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> we need to make that. Just try to think of other ways that you can. Ah, uh... oh, dear. Yeah, that was a good one, that one. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> any road. Um, yeah, so G- Gandalf essentially takes over the, the ring wraiths and he uses their... Because, you know, in you, you, you'll find that the ring wraiths are actually... The, in, in the film, they're, like, they're independent, aren't they? They're sort of... Uh, they're just nine ring wraiths that show up and sometimes there is a group, sometimes they're not. Yeah. And ultimately, you're left thinking, well, where the fuck are the... If you see some of the wraiths, but then all of a sudden, it's all about the one. Uh, witch yeah. king and yeah, you sort yeah. of <clears throat> whereas in the books you know they've actually each wraith is a is a general of their own army essentially yeah. they've got orc armies and they've got their own garrisons and and gandalf sort of rules overall it, it ultimately leads 
um, several armies of men and orcs into Mordor. Right, okay. And fuck Sauron up. <laughs> and then he has a similar scene where uh, as, as, as Asildur, Asildur! And uh, Elrond have at the start of the Lord of the Rings, you know, when Asildur, he goes, cast it into the fire! And then he goes, no. <laughs> but it's all done in very slow motion. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they sort of have that type thing where Aragorn's like, you've got to destroy the ring now, mate. And he's like, uh, mate, you've got to fuck it. <laughs> I'll shut, throw it in. I'll get you one from Beaverbrooks. <laughs> <laughs> but don't look back to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll uh, next time we do this. <laughs> Look at that, it's got a massive sovereign in it. I've got one, my dad's got one. <laughs> uh, you look cool, mate. And if you if you if you punch someone in the forehead, they've got it embedded in the fucking head. Get the one eye, beady eye. <laughs> nice. Oh, you're very up on your oasis today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so actually Gandalf kills Aragorn. Right. Because he thinks that Aragorn is trying to supplant him and take the ring for himself. And then Aragorn essentially, uh, Gandalf rules over Middle-earth and uses the wraiths to like basically govern uh, part of Middle-earth each. Right, okay. And it's not a very nice world. Gandalf turns into a bit of a tyrant. Uh, well, yeah, any, 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 any road. That was like a very long-winded way uh, explanation of a bit of fan fiction that I was uh, watching. Uh, I guess he'd also still be Gandalf the Grey then, wouldn't he, as well? He wouldn't, he wouldn't have gone to the fiery pits of yeah. wherever he says he goes. And, uh, yeah, no, very good. Yeah, and he instills Boromir. He puts Boromir on the throne. He ki- he kills um, Denethor. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, he asks for it, and and Denethor. But the, the guy who did it was like, I still couldn't resist Denethor ending in a burst of flame <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he goes to Denethor and says, uh, "I want your aid to march into Mordor." Denethor says no, so Gandalf kills him, sets him on fire, and then when the war's done, he puts fetch on- wood and oil. <laughs> Fucking hate him. I fucking hate him so much. <laughs> I know you you're supposed wish, to. You would wish it was I in Boromir's place and the Boromir would have lived. Yes. I wish that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is so satisfying when he dies. It's just it's like. Fucking knob. I've I, I, I probably told you before, but he, he, that guy is obviously such a good actor. That yeah. Even just seeing him in something else. Yeah. I hate him. Gondor is under no authority of yours, yeah. Stuart. <laughs> and the, when it when he bites into that tomato, you just think, oh That's like quite a moment. Everybody knows oh. that moment when he's chewing. Hate it. Oh, it's it's the way, on that matter. When, when he bites the tomato and just the pips go over, and you you can't hate him anymore. And he's going and uh, <laughs> shall. Hey. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> like, it almost yeah. chokes on a fucking yeah. chicken bone. Yeah. Oh, dear. Just that. You were saying your songs are unfit for my horse. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, you know, when he's, uh, when he's there saying that, I will pledge my allegiance. He goes, and I won't forget it. <laughs> like, oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Brilliant, obviously a brilliant actor, but yeah, Denethor. And for somebody who's in it so little as well, yeah, the impact he has, yeah, it's like in some ways people are more familiar with Denethor than Theoden. And Theoden spans two films. I think yeah. Denethor might only be in one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's. Uh, but I, th- I think um, obviously we'll come more to this when we talk about it in, in a bit more in depth. But I, I think some of the best scenes in in the whole films. Um, Theoden is is in, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so I think I think it's probably one of the more interesting characters that out out of the the Fellowship people. Where was Gondor when the Westfold fell? I know your face, Eowyn. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that was the film where I dragged every friend I had. I, I was like, you you got to see this. Because back then, <clears throat> if you were an adult, you knew about it. Yeah. It's If you're a kid, if you're a 10, a 10 or 11-year-old, they don't fucking teach it on any syllabus in school. No. <laughs> like, most 10-year-olds didn't know what Lord of the Rings was. No. I think I think in in some schools I think the Hobbit was sometimes taught, mm. um, but I think but obviously we we didn't. But I, I, I didn't. do I do believe some did. Um, but no, Year of the Worm and Kez. <laughs> but, uh... I've never actually seen Kez. I've seen all the bits that ev- everyone talks about, but I've never actually seen it. Just make sure you got a piss bag. Yeah. <laughs> <And> it... <laughs> oh, Kez, you got me piss bag off again. Um. The, the 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 vast majority of the first thirty percent of uh, book one is not in the first no, film. No, I I had no idea that there was. Isn't there seventeen years difference between well, Bilbo, think, Bilbo's party and him leaving? Yeah, well, um, no. What was it with Bilbo's party and Frodo leaving? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know that um, Gandalf fucks off for nine years. Yeah. When he's like, keep it secret, keep it safe. Yeah. And then he fucks, and then he fucks off and he says, yeah. you know, he goes, he basically says, it'll be a while before you see me again. I've got yeah. some more work to do. Um, and then he comes back nine years later. Yeah. And that's when he says, I think, I think that's the last time he comes to visit him. He, he visits him semi regularly over the years. And then there's just the one last time. And yeah, then he, he says, you've got to go on So I, th- go I think, I think, if I remember rightly, it's 16, 17 years between. Bilbo's party and Frodo. Well, Fro- Frodo's fifty. When yeah, he yeah. But then, but then, but then, if the in in Hobbit um, age, yeah, um, you, you 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 become an adult when you're basically thirty is our eighteen. Yeah, I think it was thirty three, wasn't it? Possibly, oh, yeah, thirty three. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, is that a bag of nuts? Bag of nuts. Um, so what, what were we saying? Sorry. <laughs> um, well, we were just talking about the time difference and Frodo, like, yeah, he's oh, yeah, three or whatever. When he uh, yeah. when you come when you come of age, when you're classed as an adult, yeah, like three. So when you because because hobbits typically live to about like 120. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when he leaves, he's actually a lot older than how he's portrayed in the film. Yeah, that's um, it. He's not like a because in the films he's like a young kid. Yeah. Well, it, um, in, the, in the films, it almost seems instantaneous, doesn't it? It's, it's and there is a little passage of time after, but it, it yeah, doesn't barely. seem like long, does it? Well, the whole the whole concern in Hobbits thing has always been. I've, I really enjoyed it the first time when I read the books, like twelve years ago, or whatever. Yeah, I really enjoyed that section because it gives you a lot of backstory that you had no idea about in terms of what Hobbits are like and how they age, and it gives you more context as to the timing of things. And yeah. And, uh, and and the fact that um, was it Mary wrote a book on pipe weed or something like that? Yeah. Did, you, did you get that bit? Yeah, yeah. It's like the leading authority on pipe weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually much less useless in the book as well, Mary and Pippin. Yeah, yeah. They've got, they've got a little bit more about them and this whole idea of um, selling the house and buying the place in Crick Hollow. Yeah, that uh, that was that was a surprise. I'd forgotten all of that happens. It. No. Meeting, the el- meeting the elves and spending a night with the elves yeah out yeah. on the road none of that happens the idea if i tell you one thing that grabbed me is the idea of the ring wraith crawling yeah yeah like if you th- if you remember in the film there's that quite iconic shot that was used on the original advert where he peers over the yeah thing and they're, they're behind the stump and he's yeah. like and, and then sam throws a fucking stone or whatever yeah but uh, the idea of the ring wraith getting down off the horse and crawling across the floor and sniffing yeah. makes it even scarier. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like like the uh, monster. What's, what's that film? Is it the, the the Japanese film? The Grudge? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you see uh, the Russian version I sent you? No. Have, you not, have you not seen it on the news? Oh, yes, yes, I saw that, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's weird, that. Was that all filmed in one room? <laughs> oh, Christ alive, it's an absolute abomination. But uh, I just thought how well timed. <laughs> yeah, 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 awful. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really bad. When you're reading reviews about, honestly, the, the best thing about it 
is the reviews. <laughs> I, 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 there's been some amazing review. I was reading, I was reading one review on it, and he was like, it was like sort of a semi-serious review at some point, and then, and then, and then there's just one line that cracked me up. He said, "I did have to pause it at one point and question why Samwise Gamgee has four eyebrows." <laughs> <laughs> How far are you through the fellowship? Uh, I've had a couple of days where I haven't read that much really, but um, I might be catching up to you then. Yeah, they've they've left left Rivendell. So, so have you not have you, have you not got to Moria yet? Which one's Moria? The Mines of Moria. No, no, I haven't. Okay, no, I've, I've well passed you then. Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 they go from Rivendell to, to and the journey to Moria, yeah. where they go into the mines, and that's where you lose Gandalf to the battle to the battle rock. No, I haven't. No, I haven't got that. I haven't got and that then from yet. there they go to uh, Lothlorien, which is where they meet Galadriel. And that, that's where I am. So I'm 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 about eighty six percent through. Bloody hell, been because uh, I I thought yeah. first thought Christ you're going to be finished so far before like you're going to be finished well before me, but um I've been absolutely tanning it every night. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm I'm really sort of when I first when I first started reading it I was a bit like you know it felt a little bit like um a bit like homework. <laughs> I'm um, like oh, I've got to do this, you know. I, I, I need to make sure I've got all my eyes and cross my T's for this it, podcast. But now I'm like, it now felt I'm... like homework when I was reading the introductions. Yeah, As, I, that is actually the first time I've read those because obviously when I read them properly, I just skipped. Them. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas this time I thought I'd better read them, <laughs> and that that was the first time I thought this is like this is like being at school and I'm having to read this. I don't want to read this bit. Yeah, but it was quite interesting because there's a few bits in there that I didn't know about that were quite interesting. There's loads. There's loads. I mean, even like um, you know, there's even like battles and things that happen that yeah. just don't go. They're not in the films at all. No. So like that journey from Rivendell to Moria, um, you know, there's 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 there's, there's quite a bit. There's quite a, a small chunk, yeah, sort of devoted to that when they when when they're trying to get to because they don't go. They, they basically, you know, in the films they say, oh, you, you know, we want to avoid Moria. Yeah, and he actually tried climbing up because because I think Moria there's like three mountains. Yeah, that Moria runs underneath, and they try climbing the first one, um, and they don't make it because yeah. of um the weather, and they they realise that like Sauron must be having some kind of effect on the weather, and they get halfway up this mountain and nearly die halfway up this, and, and yeah. they nearly they nearly get covered in snow, so they end up having to turn around and go back. And they have like a big conversation about whether or not it's worth trying Moria because everybody's like, nah, fuck Moria. Like that yeah. is the worst case. Um, and uh, so there's quite a bit there that, that you know, you don't see in the films yeah. because they pretty much get straight to Moria from Rivendell, don't they? In the well, also as well, uh, in Rivendell, he meets Gimli's dad, don't, doesn't he as well? Who's Gloin's in, there, yeah. Gloin, yeah. Um, which I, I, I'd totally forgotten about. Um, but obviously now, because I'm a little bit more au fait with The Hobbit after watching the films, you think, oh, that's all right. Yeah, that's that's him, of course. Yeah, and, and, and one thing that you learn more about as well is, you know, when, if you remember in the films in Moria, they, um, they, they find Balin's tomb. Yeah. Which is Balin's where Pippin... Tomb. Yeah, which is where Pippin knocks that fucking thing off. Yeah. Full um, of and, and, and Gandalf starts looking in that book, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's saying, like, he goes, we can hear the drums. They are coming. We cannot get out. They are coming. <laughs> well, in the book, you get you get a broader history of yeah. um, what actually happened to the dwarves that were with Bilbo. Yeah, because Balin, that whole crew, well, they, there's, they were there's, the... there's three of them, isn't there? Because he's asking about you know the, his old crew, uh, and he says, "Well, um, the, the the big one's too big to to move uh, himself." He has to get like six yeah. six yeah. Uh, six smaller dwarfs to lift him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to move him from his chair to his chair. Yeah, and, <laughs> uh, because he's he's just eating himself. Which one's that one? Um, um, Florin is it? Florin or something? I can't remember. Um, 
Bumbling idiot. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, but you, 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 and then, you... then he says, oh, oh, what about this, this, this? And then he goes, oh, we don't talk about them. They disappeared. Mm. It's like, oh, right, okay. And then that, that explained, when I was reading that, I thought, ah, right, they're the ones that went into Moria. Well, it's, uh, yeah, and again, we, we, we we're probably venturing into something that could go into the podcast here. So. Oh, I'm saving, I'm saving all yeah, this. You it all. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting to try and actually strip away um, Sean Bean and uh, Avigo Martinson and Orlando Bloom and and actually just pretend that you're learning about these characters for the first time, if yeah. you can, yeah. and try and paint your own image because there's certain times and there's certain behaviours and you think, well, that wouldn't have, you know, that... that Sean Bean wouldn't have done that. Boromir <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is probably closer to Sean I, th- I think he, he's... It's, it's easy to, to just imagine him as... As Sean Bean, isn't it really? Yeah. When you're reading it. Um, yeah, because it is more like the, the way they can because they compare Aragorn and Boromir quite a lot. Yeah. In the book, like that, the, the comparisons are like, quite often when you're describing Boromir, they'll then offset it against what Aragorn is doing at that yeah. time. And even if they're describing like walking, they'll be like Boromir could be heard with this heavy set sort of sturdy strides, where Aragorn followed up behind lighter of foot yet just as fast. And it, yeah. they, they often get compared against each other with little actions that they do. Um, because I, I, I noticed as well, especially especially before they get to Rivendell, um, Strider as he is then is a lot a lot grumpier with them, isn't he? Than he is in the films. At what point? And um, when they're going from the um, prancing pony to Rivendell. Yeah, and and he, and he actually makes. You probably haven't got to that point, but he actually makes a comment back to that Does to it? them. He says it's it's when um, the the they're in. You remember the scene when they're in Balin's tomb and all the orcs start coming in. Yeah. And Frodo gets fucking shanked by that troll. Yeah. Um, well, a similar thing happens, but it's not a troll. It's like an orc chieftain that stabs him. Um, and as, the, as, as they're trying to hold the door, there's this, this big troll foot comes through the tomb of this door and Boromir goes to uh, stab the, the, the foot yeah. and his sword glances off it. His sword isn't sharp enough to harm the, the troll. And then Frodo just all of a sudden goes, for the giant, jumps in and uses his uh, sting. Yeah. Uses sting and from sting the, from at the police. <laughs> yeah, sting at, sting actually penetrates the troll's foot. Um, but but basically, when Frodo gets um, shanked, he, 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 it's not like in the film where he's they think he's dead and then yeah. he's he just winded and he, he starts breathing again. He's actually like um, they think he's fatally wounded until they get out of Moria, and then they lie they lie him down and and they're like um, Aragorn is basically saying because Sam gets injured as well in the mines, he gets a cut on his head uh, by an arrow, I think it is, and. Uh, Aragorn basically says, right, before we go any further, we, and I, I, want to, I want to dress your wounds. So he's going around everybody and using herbs to try and wrap and dress the wounds that people have. And Frodo's reluctant to be seen to because he's trying to keep that mithril vest. He's trying to keep it a secret. And because they talk about mithril and how the dwarfs, like their, their, their biggest, their, their, their most valued treasure is, is mithril. Because it's the hardest yet lightest yeah. material, um, and 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 Gandalf actually says, um, Bilbo had a mithril vest, and he said it'll probably be sat in a drawer somewhere. He said, but what Bilbo wouldn't know is that that single vest outvalues the entire Shire. It was like the worth of that vest is more than everything in the Shire combined. <laughs> right, okay. And he probably has no idea. And while he's telling this story when they're camped out in, in the mines, Frodo's sat there thinking, like, he's like fingering this Mithril vest and it's anything in fucking hell. So he try, he, he keeps it quiet, but then when Aragorn's like, don't be stupid, I need to dress your wounds, and he opens it up. And he, it's, it, it's like it's like at home when, when someone says, oh, who's eating that last biscuit? And you're just literally wiping the crumb from your, from your yeah. lips. Yeah. <laughs> Who's eating the last penguin, knowing you've just told them the joke that was on that last penguin bar? <laughs> you won't pick up on that. Um, so, 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 so basically, um, Aragorn um, looks, and, and that's when he makes a comment. When he sees the Mithril vest, he says, 
He says, um, much like Gandalf told me, hobbits are obviously made of far tougher stuff than any of us know. And he said, if I'd have known that, and he starts talking about when Frodo stabbed the troll in Moria. And he says, he says, if I'd have known that you were this tough, I may have gone a bit easier on your back at the Prancing Pony. Yeah, right, okay. And that's to your point about him being a bit rough with them and a bit like, because he does come across very dodgy, doesn't he? He does. does. Pony. He's yeah. very shifty, and it's like, well, yeah, I'm, still, I'm not surprised they don't trust him. Yeah. Dodgy little fucker. It's just like, I, you, you all need to trust me, but I'll do nothing to, to, to make you want to trust me. Yeah, but Aragorn they, they knew really very little. Anyway. That, yeah, <laughs> Aragorn knew very little at that point. Yeah. And obviously he knows a lot more about what the Dark, what the dark Lord can do Yeah. in terms of deceiving people and, and setting traps and things like that. So he's equally as wary, because he's like, are these really the guys? Is that really... Is he the one who has the ring? Is is that the ring that Gandalf is talking yeah. about? They're all dead dubious about it. But yeah, he does say it to him, he says, I'd have gone easier on you in the Prancing Pony if I knew you were going to be this tough. Oh, there you go. Well, obviously, I've not got that far yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Yeah. I want to I want to do it like go on the journey ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Like sort of talk about each bit as we're winding our way through the book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, probably we'll end up with about 20 episodes. <laughs> Did I tell you I'd listened to a couple of Lord of the Rings podcasts? No. A bit of a feeler. Yeah, I've, I started, I did a search a few days ago um, to see what was out there in terms of Lord of the Rings podcasts. And there was one that was the highest rated. And, and to be honest, it, on the surface, it, it sounded great. But when I started listening to it, and they, they go deep on the law of it. Right, okay. But they're also like American... Like they're quite, they sound quite young. They're not like experts on. Right. I think they kind of sell themselves as being that, and they've obviously done a bit of research. But um, like I listened to one episode, and it was called Grom, Grom, Grom. Right. Grom is the name of the battering ram that goes through yeah. the doors of yeah. And it was basically about um, the episode was the backstory of Grom, which and this is the whole point of us reading the books is you don't get the appreciation of the law no. in the films as much as you do in the books. So they were talking about. Um, was it the Silmarillion or a different Tolkien text? They were they were talking about um, where Grom, like that that battering ram, where it came from, and why the orcs viewed it as something that was living, and why the orcs sort of fear it as well, even though it seems like it's something they've just made. Um, and they talk about who created Grom, and it's actually got magic instilled on it, and it's got spells and curses put in it, so oh, everyone well, really scared well, that, of it. That, that answers a question that we asked ourselves. Uh, in the movie one, as as to why they didn't use it first, do you remember? Because because um, we were sort of saying, you know, that the, there's like hundreds and hundreds of orcs trying to get in, and they can't get in. They're all getting killed and everything like that. And then they, they turned around to him and and they said, "Fetch Grom." Yeah, that, that's that one, isn't it? Yeah, that would be why they didn't want to use it straight away because they almost feared it. Yeah, they do. They ah. do, and it's it's almost like um, it's been given to them by Sauron to use. It's not like you would look at it and think, oh, well, they've just built this. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's a lot more to Grom than that. And and, and 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 actually, you know that moment when he comes, when Grom comes through the thing, Gandalf sort of looks like that. Yeah. It's because he knows Grom. He recognises what Grom is. Uh-huh. So Gandalf is so startled, not because they burst through the gates. It's the fact that they've got Grom. Um, and he, and the, the way he looks at it, is supposed to be reflective of his past with that particular weapon. Ah, right, okay. Because Gandalf has been around for like millennia, hasn't yeah. he? He's like come from the stars. Like there's no there's no birth story of Gandalf. Like he literally came from the stars. So um, right, he, okay. he's, he's got like, he's been around for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, he knows the story of Grom. But again, all this, we're gonna have to do a bit of further reading, aren't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because because you won't I don't think you'll get that in the you might not get that in the books I can't remember, no. um, but uh, yeah right okay yeah that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. they, but basically they, they, they ended off he is me judging fucking podcasts on going off on tangents, <laughs> but um, they went off on a few tangents from too many tangents for my liking because I and and. They, they, <laughs> 
Well, they, they ended up talking. They, they sort of ended up talking about some weird shit, and I was like, for a twenty-minute episode, I expected it to be more focused than this. Right, but okay. they weren't. They weren't funny or interesting tangents. Right. Okay. Like the people who do this podcast aren't comedians by any stretch of the imagination. No. I say it's, um, al- it's almost a shame we didn't just read one chapter, do a podcast, then read a chapter, and then. Do well, that is too much. That would. I know be it is. I know it is. It's, We'd have like two hundred episodes. <laughs> you wanted to get to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, and there's a couple, there's a couple of other little things that there's a question actually. I was going to get a bit of a consistency, a continuity error that I found is um, um, how many times does Gandalf's staff get destroyed, and how the fuck does he keep getting it back? Because Saruman destroys it. And and then um, and then the Balrog destroys Balrog it. Balrog destroys it. And then obviously when he comes back as a white wizard, everything's new. So I get that. Yeah. It's not it's, it's not the same staff. I don't think. He's essentially been reborn, hasn't he? But um, yeah, I think well, he loses his staff on two occasions, and then just all of a sudden it just seems to appear out of nowhere. And he loses it in the Hobbit as well, doesn't he? And um, the 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 other wizard gives it back, gives him his, doesn't he? Who does Sylvester McCoy play in, in The Hobbit? I can't remember his name. Well, the wizard? The, the weird wizard. Radagast. Radagast, yeah. Because uh, it gets destroyed. It gets destroyed and then Radagast... Oh, yeah, it gets destroyed when um, the... Uh, basically, Sau- uh, Sauron comes back, doesn't he? Uh, and then you've got um, Galadriel and um, Christopher Lee. Yeah, Saruman. <laughs> Sar- Sar- Saruman. And, and then... Saruman. Sar- 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 Sauron's a big one, isn't he? Yeah. Fucking hell. And uh, the big one. Um, this is what it's going to be like. Christopher <laughs> Lee and the big one. I know I said it doesn't have to be factual, but we need we need to be somewhere closer than that. <laughs> um, when the necromancer comes. That's Sauron, yeah. Yeah, and um, it gets destroyed then, doesn't it? And then yeah. Radagast comes and collects him on his rabbits, takes him away. And then Radagast gives him his staff and says, take my staff. It's a little faulty. You've just got to twiddle the top. Yeah. Yeah. So he loses it then as well. And then, yeah. he's, there, then he's there trying to fight off a mountain troll, I think it is. And he's well, there I'm, going, I'm, not, I'm not as precious about the years where I'm sure something, there's something logged somewhere. Yeah. Like how he got a staff. It's more, you, it's more you like... You don't, want, sta- you, you don't want to read his staff logbook. <laughs> Staff lost and found. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm just wondering if you found the staff. <laughs> no, nothing's been handed in. Uh, we, we've got this. No, that's a walking cane. <laughs> <laughs> we've got this. They're just PE shots. <laughs> no, that's one white trainer. I don't need that. <laughs> I've got it in a seven and an eight. So Gandalf, Gandalf trying to fight off a Balrog with a smelly Nike sock. <laughs> well, I'm size seven and a half, so I'll have the uh, six and the seven, please. Um, yeah. You shall not fit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have this in green? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll, have, I'll have these then. I'll have these then. <laughs> you got any of that spray that keeps them, keeps them smelling nice? I've got a long walk ahead of me. <laughs> Can you not sort of conjure up a fire? Or I've got some. De- I've got some deodorizer <laughs> and a match. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the hobby still hides. It's still hides. It's still hides. It's still hides. Taking the hobby 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 still hides. So, 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 moving, moving on to that, just uh, for a bit. So, how, how are you finding sort of reading? It's always a challenge. Nothing, no matter what it is. Let, let, let Lord of the Rings. I love it. It's sort of given me that. Um, because you know, I've, I've always, I've always been an avid reader, but I've, I've sort of fallen out of that habit of. Yeah. And I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm, I'm a bit of a bugger for you know when you get into bed at night and you, you're a bit of a flick on your phone, and it's the worst thing you can do, you know. All oh, oh, right, you're still talking about reading. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst <laughs> right. thing you can do is like be looking at the light on your phone. Yeah. Um, when you're lying in bed and and uh, and and now you know I've, I've sort of 
I, I just haven't known what to read, if I'm honest. Like, yeah. I, just, I, I sort of, I started reading all of the Witcher books, and I read three of them, and and it just started just falling out of love with it. Really, it got a bit boring, um, and I just haven't really had anything that I thought I need to read that. But then I haven't really been looking. Yeah. So when we when we said right, let's reread all that, finally gave me something, <laughs> and I, I read it every night without fail. You know, a yeah. chapter every. I, I usually read for about twenty five minutes, I'd say, each night before I go to sleep. Um, so yeah, have you have because you're not a sort of a reader by well, my, my by, problem by trade, is, are you? <laughs> no, I'm a Spider Man by trade. Um, <laughs> no, the problem is with me, I'm, I'm a little bit like you. If I've got something I really want to read, I will read it and I'll read it quite quick. I've generally got three books on the go that I sort of start and oh, put no. to one side. And yeah, that's why you never finish them because you've got three of them on the go. Only <laughs> do you do one at a time. <laughs> no, I haven't literally got three books in my hands at the same you're the, time. You're the only person I've ever met who was reading the Philosopher's Stone at the same time <laughs> as a Goblet of Fire. <laughs> um, but no, I'll read. I'll read a book, get a little bit into it, get a bit bored. I'll find another book. I'll start reading that, get a little bit bored. So I've generally got three or four unfinished books around. So it is quite nice when I've got one that I know I want to read. Yeah. Um, but apart from me skipping the whole of Helm's Deep the other day was was just a bit of a disaster. <laughs> what of all things you can skip as well? Because <laughs> there's, there's there's not a lot of you know the, the two towers is sort of uh, the, 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 there's not a lot of action in it really. Um, I mean it's it's always the one, and I know I speak for a lot of people here where you know exactly what happens in the Fellowship, yeah. you know exactly what happens in the Return of the King, but then the two towers sort of tends to bleed into. It's like what actually happens in that film? Like yeah. what? What is it? I know there's a battle, you know. I know that Saruman gets fucked in it, but there's a lot of bits where you think it's hard to it's hard to account for the entire film or book, and the books the same, you know. Yeah, it's like it's it's very you know. I mean, I'm, 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 whereabouts are you at now in the book? So um, they've they've uh, they've just they were speaking to Treebeard and Saruman. And he says, no, I'm not coming with you. And Gandalf goes, well, that is a shame. And they sort of walk off and they're about to leave. The Palantir. Yeah. But on the other time frame, <laughs> so because I missed a whole chapter, I'm having to go back and read the chapter that I missed. So they're in the middle of Helm's Deep at the moment as well. Right interesting difference so, so not, not only do i normally have three books <laughs> to read at the same time i've also got different chapters within the same book that i like to read <laughs> <laughs> yeah sounds, sounds like hell on earth <laughs> so, so when you say where are you I, i'm not 100 percent sure <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, i think you're still quite obviously you haven't you have, sam and frodo come in at um i think it's 58 percent yeah, that's when that's when they're not start. got to them yet. I'm I've, I'm I'm up to um, the with Faramir now, right? Uh, but there's a, there's a good two chapters of them just trudging through. And Sam, <laughs> as, as, the other thing as well in the books is Sam actually comes across as being a lot thicker <laughs> in the books, and he's often referred to as me. Is you know Frodo says he's my yeah, servant, yeah. he's yeah. my servant, and Sam's like. There's a couple of points where Frodo's. I read a chapter last night, and and and, and Frodo was asleep, and Sam was looking at him, and he was. In, in his mind, he was describing the love he felt for Frodo as he was watching him sleep. Right. Okay. And he was talking about, you know, how he's how he how he's elf-like in some ways, and how he's wise beyond his years, and how he, when he sleeps, the exhaustion that you see in his face when he's awake sort of fades, and the lines soften in his face when he sleeps. And he was full on sort of getting hard on over watching Frodo, <laughs> like fapping yeah, over him while he's asleep. Yeah. Yeah, cracking off a cheeky gamji. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've broken something. Um, <laughs> no, I, um, well, I was gonna, I was gonna sort of save this, but I, I think I, I, I sort of blame. Certainly in the films, I sort of blame Sam for an awful lot of the shit that goes on. Like what? I in the film, Sam, uh, Frodo has pretty much changed uh, Gollum to Smeagol, hasn't he? And Smeagol is a very different person once 
um, Frodo refers to him as Smeagol and talks to him as an actual person rather than the golem that he is is supposed to be. And essentially, for quite a, a, a large chunk of of it, Smeagol is actually a good character, is in good, and he's, he is actually looking out for Frodo. He is he, he saves them saves them many times, and I I think. Certainly the representation in the films is that it's Sam that turns him back to evil. He's always calling him names. He's always He always calls him Gollum the whole way through. He doesn't call him Smeagol. So he's essentially bringing Gollum back from Smeagol the whole time. He doesn't trust him. He, he's always watching him. He, he basically can't do anything right, even though Smeagol is desperately trying to serve Frodo and look after them. Um, and... It's always bugged me. It's always bugged me because uh, what? 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 What did you shake your head I, at me? I, I think uh, I completely disagree with, nah. with what you're saying. I I I I acknowledge your disagreement. We haven't. Uh, you haven't heard my point yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I, and and it's not until it's both it, basically there's like a, a couple of straws that breaks Smeagol's back, and one of them is 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 the mistrust from Sam the whole time. And then when Faramir starts being a dick to him as well, he just thinks, oh, fuck it, I'll take him to the spider. No, that's not true. Yeah. No, it's not true. So <laughs> and I'll, I'll explain why it's not true. So the only thing that's right in there <laughs> is that um, is that Frodo... Do I just is, delete all that? <laughs> is that Frodo, is that Frodo um, sort of calls him Smeagol, Sam calls him Gollum. Frodo's a lot more gentle with him. Uh, Sam never trusts him. Yeah. But the the idea that um, Gollum changes in any way and has any care for Sam, Sam and Frodo and the protection of them is purely because he just wants to get the ring. That's all it is. He's not. And and the fact that you've said he decides to take them to the spider um, after the Faramir incident also isn't true because no. right when. Yeah, right yeah, when yeah. they first, not long after they meet him, yeah. Frodo's fast asleep and Sam hears Gollum arguing with Smeagol. Yeah. And he's saying, we'll take him to her. And that that's a, that's Gollum's plan very early into actually making himself known to them. But that that is before, he does that before he, tur- he essentially turns back to Smeagol. But I don't see him as, I don't see, I, 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 I think you put more weight into this Gollum warring within himself. I think that Smeagol and Gollum both have the same agenda. No, Smeagol wants to do it in a more subtle way, and Gollum's like fucking kill him, like take, kill him and take the ring. And Smeagol's like, no, no, we can't kill him. And then, but they they, they they both want the same thing. They both just want the ring. They, they both just want the precious. Yeah. So Gollum beat Smeagol being nice. It do, do, in my, to my mind doesn't happen. Like he's just being that way because he just wants to get he just wants to get the ring. That's all it is. He just wants to keep him alive because he doesn't want the ring to fall to, to go anywhere other than back to him. So he's protecting Frodo and Sam because he knows there's a pretty good chance the orcs are going to get him and Sauron's going to get him. And if that happens, he'll never ever get the ring back. So it's in his best interest that they stay alive because ultimately he's waiting for the he's waiting for the opportune moment to take the ring off them. So there's there's no part of Smeagol or Gollum that that genuinely cares about them or wants to do right by them. It's all it's all just a means to an end. And that's I, I, proven by that conversation, that agreement they come to fucking way back. Yeah. And they both say, well, let's just take him to her. You know, that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, I, I know. Because he says, he said, because if you remember Gollum saying, wait till they're asleep and kill him. But then Smeagol, who by your, you know, in your good, opinion, is, good is a nice one. Good Smeagol. He's actually saying, he doesn't say, no, I don't want to kill him. He says, I can't because the fat one's always watching. Mm. Mm. So it's not that he doesn't want to, it's that he can't because he, he physically is he's like, I don't think I can kill him right now. We need a better way of doing it. And they both yeah. agree on it. So I, I, I don't buy into this Smeagol and Gollum. Oh, like, I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to convince you. It was just an opinion that I, that I, I, I put out there, Ross. And it, it does always frustrate me because... The, the, there is points when I sort of think, just just be nicer to him. Just be nicer to him. He's a little knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little dickhead the whole time. I'd find it fucking... Frodo's, Frodo's just too soft, and he's like, oh, I can't be arsed with this. I'm fucking... 
<laughs> he just can't be fucked with it. Whereas Sam's got a bit more energy in him. He's like, yeah. no, he's a little dickhead and you need to listen to me. Yeah. He, he's a little fucker. Frodo falls sat, you know, soundly asleep every night and Sam's sat there watching Gollum thinking, yeah. I know he's a little prick like. And if we're both asleep, he's going to do me and he's going to take the ring. <laughs> That's what's going on. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I just believed him too much. There's element, there's, the thing is, there's elements to Smeagol that allow you to empathise to a degree. Yeah. Um, and it has been completely twisted and um, bent to the will of the ring. Yeah. So he's not, you know, he might not have been... Well, no, that's not true, actually, because in the book, I think he was pro- he was a bit of a dickhead before um, he even got the ring. I don't think he was a particularly oh, yeah, well-respected yeah, yeah. member of community, <laughs> of the Hobbit community. Prior to finding the ring, he was a little he, dickhead anyway. He, he killed his mate because it's his birthday. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's when he found the ring. You know, the, the yeah. minute the ring, the minute he saw the ring, he sort of dropped all, you know, he all of a sudden he became a murderer within a minute yeah. of being in grabbing distance of the ring. Um, but that's the ring's influence. Mm. Whereas I think he was a little knobhead prior to the ring even showing up. <laughs> Is the perfect target for the ring because he's just he was manipulated within sixty seconds of it being in sight with him. Yeah, but, but it's because he was a bit of a knob before that was even pulled out of the river. Smeagol the knob. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his elven name? <laughs> so I, I, I do agree with you in the sense that there's a there's a there's a good part here that doesn't want Gollum to die like, to die. Mm. And you feel a bit sorry for him when he's down by the river and he's singing and Faramir's men are all got arrows on him. Like, and yeah, Faramir, definitely. Like, Faramir's like, well, I'll just kill him now. If, he, if, if you don't know him and he means nothing to you, I'm going to shoot him. And calls yeah. Frodo's bluff and Frodo's like, wait, 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 no, don't kill him. Look him now, don't kill him. I was like, fucking pepper him. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, that's all that is, is you looking at it from Frodo's perspective. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a nicer person and a more trusting person than you, Ross. Yeah, you'd be fucked, mate, in Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Because if, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if they just trusted Gollum the entire time, then they'd have probably been dead before you know before they even got to Gorgoroth or yeah. whatever it's called where the so uh, I think Sam's absolutely on the fucking money. But that, that's that, that's my point that I made at the start of this conversation is Sam is actually made out to be a bit more of a dumbass in the book. Yeah. In the film, is not seen as being exactly like super intelligent, but he's certainly got a bit more about him than in the books. Like even Faramir, when you get to the point, Faramir starts taking the piss out of him and starts saying, you know, you're a bit more hasty and, um, you know... Uh, Don't be you, hasty. He says, you're not as wise as your master. You need to sit the fuck down. <laughs> it's, it's weird as well. I, it's, it's so weird. When I, I, again, when I read, started The Two Towers... <laughs> And Boromir was already dead. I thought, have I missed something again? Have I missed another chapter? So I actually went back and read the first bits again. And then it's just like, no, they haven't. Is Boromir just dead? And then it's not until later that yeah. you, you sort of, the, the hobbits tell them what happened. What happened, yeah. And exactly the same thing happened um, at Isengard. Guard, guard, guard. Um, because... You don't. The, I, I, again, I thought I'd missed another chapter, um, so I was reading it, thinking, "Have, have I missed the battle?" You know, because M- Merry and Pippin are, are already guarding it, aren't they? And I thought, "What? What is going on here?" I know beca- because I had missed the chapter. <laughs> I was going to say you did. You did. Miss I had it. missed the chapter, but I hadn't missed the chapter that explained the 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 Ents attacking Isengard because it's the Hobbits that tell them again how it yeah. happened. You don't read yeah. it. You don't read it in in well, time. Um, you, yeah, you're right. You, yeah. You, re- you read the you, 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 you read about the them going like to. The, That's it. Yeah, you don't see it like because Helms. The Battle of Helms Deep is in real time. Yeah. Um, whereas the Battle of Isengard is. Yeah, is after. Did you notice the um? Because there's a new character, isn't there? That I don't think was existed at all in the films. Think about the Battle of Helm's Deep. I I have. Oh, is it one? Of, uh, I can't remember his name. Is it? Is it one of? Thay- it's like Thayers? it's like it's like Elgarad or something. Yeah, that's but, it. Um, it, it's it's based. I think it's one of um, it's one of um, uh, Aylmer's generals. Yeah. I think. 
it's basically a it's a portion of the Rahirim. Yeah. Because you know Aomer, he he the right the, the, the Rahirim, which are the essentially the army of Rohan. I've been learning that on my keyboard today. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, Aoma's there in the battle. Yeah. And then it's Gandalf rocks up with his general and all yeah. the other Rahirim that got um, that got separated yeah. by the army that was coming from Isengard to God, Helm's Deep. Um, they obviously got scattered and there was loads of riders that were unaccounted for. And Aoma says, well, I don't know where he general is. I'm hoping he's out there somewhere. And, and that's who Gandalf goes to find. He's like, mm. right, you've got mates out there. We need mates. Uh, but he doesn't tell him, does he? I don't know no. why. He doesn't just say, I'll tell you what, you go there, I'm going to find mates. He does that a lot, though, doesn't he? Yeah. I was just like, oh, I see what he means to. <laughs> I will be back. You do all the fighting, I'll turn up at the last minute. <laughs> um, so that, that's, that, you know, like we, we don't we don't know about that character, do we? And there's also Theoden has a... Um, Theoden has a, what was he called, Safa or Sassa? Theoden has a guard that dies in the Battle of Helm's God, Deep. God, God, God. And he's like, he's like Theoden's second. You know, there's yeah. like Wormtongue, who's obviously a little knob. And then, and then yeah. there's and then there's this guy who basically lets him in, lets you, Gandalf you in should, with his stance. You should write a character encyclopedia about Lord of the Rings characters. Gollum, little knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> Wormtongue, little knobhead. <laughs> I think I get it from my granddad, Jeff. He always, <laughs> if you don't like anyone, they're always a bloody knobhead, isn't it? <laughs>